Yes, we should actually shart shart this. Yeah, we should shart this thing out. <laughs> right quick. Oh, we're starting off strong, are we? <laughs> oh, that's just delicious. No, not really. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and this week we present to you our eighth off-topic episode. That's right, folks. We haven't had one of these in a while. We're even five episodes late for it, which makes me kind of twitchy, but uh, oh well. 125 is a good number, and that's what episode this is. So if you are a newer listener, here's what's going on. Wendy and I sometimes do a little drinking during our recording sessions. I mean, you know, just a little bit. I mean, we've cut back on our consumption recently because, oh God. But still, drinking or no drinking, we sometimes wander off topic. Or one of our husbands walks into the room and starts talking to us. Or dog rampages into the room. Or there's a delivery. Or we can't talk properly because we're drunk. Anyway... For whatever reason, there is a lot of audio that gets clipped out of our regular episodes. So our off-topic episodes are your chance to hear the best of our little outtakes. The bits you are about to hear were all recorded sometime between December 2015 and January's 2017. So that's right, there's over a year of recordings represented here. The samples range wildly in subject matter and audio quality and coherence. I would apologize for the haphazard nature of it all, but I don't feel bad about it, so I won't. I will, however, credit our contributors. In addition to Wendy's voice and my voice, you will also hear the voices of Ellie Ellingsberg, David Tyler McKay, Duck Washington, Fessworks, Jerry Belich, Luke Mullen, Paul Camo. Mad Max Barkatansky, and Siri. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the mayhem that is our eighth off-topic episode. All right, we've been recording. <laughs> we've been recording for like twenty-seven minutes, and we still haven't started. Okay, this is yeah. Well, te- technically, technically, <laughs> technically, this is all color commentary. That's what that is. Yes, administrivia, administration. Are you ready? This is important. Yes, I am ready. <laughs> I am so ready. <sighs> Shall we clap, my friend? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Yay. Mm, it was okay. It was all right. It was all right. Half second I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, Yeah, it was, oh, that yeah. one was a little bit off. When I hear it back, it's like half a second after anyway, so. I thought okay. she was trying to clap in time with you. Yeah, and she probably hears it in... She probably hears it in time, but by the time her clap gets back to me, it's like half a second behind. <clears throat> well, that, maybe a quarter of a second. Is that time dilation? 
It, I want to clap it's again. Called, okay. It, it doesn't really matter. I've got the temp track going anyway. Yeah, but I want to clap again. All right. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. And I was behind on that one. Fuck me. It's all right. So, uh, moment of silence. Clapping. clapping. That's not silence. Moment of silence for Wendy's clapping. Okay. And we should do the... uh, The... The clappy clappy? The clappy clappy moment of silence-y. So it's right at the front of the recording and I can find it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, clappy five. Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Try that again. Are we ready? Okay. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that was sexy. That was good. That was that good. That was a good one. Sometimes right. I'm. It's a hair off, and I can feel it. But that one. That yeah. was a good one. That was good. That was good. It's like jazz hands, only different. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I'm cl- you don't have to do this. It's just for syncing okay. up the tracks. Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. Oh, that was shitty. Do it again. Like, for for serious, I don't know if you heard that, but it was like, clap, clap. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard it. It was it was bullshit. I, we had a fail. Uh, give me so a you guys brought me in for rhythm is what you're... T- oh! <laughs> Duck up, choreographed you, honey. Let's... Yeah, yeah. Oh, snap. <laughs> for fuck's sake, be quiet. Hold on. Moment of, st- <laughs> Moment of silence for her dead fish. Did the fish die? No. No, we're just doing I'm playing. Moment of silence. Okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> For Melissa, I can feel her patience stretching. <laughs> Even all the way down here. Like, for fuck's sake, just be quiet. Can we just get this done and start the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All righty, righty, right. Okay. Oh, we, we need to do the moment of silence and all the shit, right? Yep, moment of silence. Stop. Was that your stomach? Yeah, my stomach <laughs> did not respect the silence. <laughs> uh, we should do the moment of silence. Wait, we don't need to clap. <coughs> yeah, we don't need to clap, Wait, but we do need just, to... Just for... Uh... <laughs> Five, four, three, two, wait, we don't need to. Okay. I fall in. God, this is. <laughs> I'm just so excited to be here, guys. <laughs> I am so happy to have you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. right. <laughs> Shut up, Fess! <laughs> Love you, honey. We were doing super good. We were doing super well, we good. Got, we got it, we got it, we got it. <laughs> oh my god, Melissa, pause. We haven't clapped or, or silenced yet. Oh, you're right. Moment of silence. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Who's there? All right. <laughs> I am no longer in my bedroom, so no more ghost lamp. Okay. Right. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Five, Five four... Three, two, one. Beautiful. It works. It was so gorgeous. Okay. That was good. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs>
That's good. Okay, good. Yeah, mm. like you would have been sad if we got through that whole episode and didn't clap. You would have been like, I would have made do us. somehow, but it's yeah. the future Melissa would have been rueful, but would have been um <laughs> rueful is a good word. Rueful. Good job. And good uh, job. But future Melissa would have found a way around it. Future Melissa is the shiznit. Like like I cannot express my love for future Melissa enough. She's on it. It it is a place, and there are prepositions that place her on it. I have a high opinion of future Melissa. Yes, as you should. She's super competent. <laughs> so, I like that super that future Melissa girl. She she is. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. Me too. She, I feel like she, Carrie Grant would give her a wink. Like, <laughs> good job, you. Future Melissa can write these down. <laughs> future Melissa. Past Melissa and past Wendy are like, thanks for being our secretary, bitch. Future Melissa is going to listen and be like, drunk Melissa was a jerk. <laughs> Wendy was speaking completely clearly, but my ears were dronky. Okay, uh, continue. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Ooh, future Melissa, biopics. Oh, biopics is a topic. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Because uh, I just saw uh, Love and Mercy, which is the biopic of Brian Wilson, which is really... Mm. Also, Zodiac is right behind it, which is kind of a biopic about a killer. What? Well, it's not about the killer. It's about the journalist who was investigating him. Yeah, but... It's a lot know, more about the journalist. It is. It is. Ant-Man is kind of a biopic. That's odd. <laughs> If Ant-Man was a real person, it would totally be a biopic. Well, I think that's... What? I think Don't everybody... By that... He's a superhero. Bio, you, say, you say origin story, I say biopic. There's a very key <laughs> element that is missing from one of these items. I don't know what you're talking about. And I believe it is a defining element of biopic. What? <laughs> the, what? They had to live, real they had to live person? in real life? No, no. You're so narrow in your definitions, Oh, really? Melissa. Really? Nah. Really? Oh, also known as X-Men Origins Deadpool. Oh, it's yeah. an X-Men Origins. I had yeah. no idea. Oh. Yeah, that's not MC. It's not an MCU film. Oh my gosh. I stand corrected. Hmm. It was so good. I must have just assumed it was Marvel. I, I just lost about three arguments right now that that's an X Men movie. All right. Hmm. Uh, let me let me uh, just uh, take a look at the full casting crew here, just to make sure. 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 Stanley was an executive producer. Hmm. There are a lot of executive producers, but Kevin Feige is not one of them. So and it's not MCU. Yeah, it is not MCU. Interesting. So I will put Deadpool. I, I will draw an arrow. Yeah, to Wolverine area. But but really, you know, Deadpool should be able to play in both because it's fucking Deadpool. Ha. Huh. He 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 breaks fourth wall, so he goes where he wants. He people. goes where he wants. I mean, I guess that makes sense since it's the same actor from the Wolverine Origins movie in the same character, even though that character ended up lame and dead. Oops, spoiler, sorry. Uh <laughs> yeah, I really, I didn't understand why everybody was so excited about Deadpool in X-Men in the Wolverine movie, because yeah. I am not familiar with the comic book about it. It was like, Deadpool, yay, Deadpool. And I watched the movie and I'm like, I don't get why you're all so excited. That character is kind of whatever. Mm, it was. It, I mean, it, it, when he looked human, you know, he, he did a good job, but uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Is Ryan Reynolds is... 
Same I dude. I also understand great. now why people are like, he didn't talk. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. Deadpool should fucking talk. Deadpool should talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Fucking motor mouth. Well, no, but that's why I think in general Marvel is more popular than DC is because the characters are so flawed and have their vulnerabilities. Whereas in DC, there's too much of the God complex scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Again and again. I mean, you know, Batman, but like everyone else. Well, even Batman. Although Batman is probably the most favorite character for most people because he is the most flawed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, we could see weakness, you know, we could see actual vulnerabilities. And then, yeah, even the characters that have their super crazy powers in in, uh, Marvel, you know, uh, we know plenty of their flaws. You know, it's like, well, they can't think of everything at least or they can't, you know, even if they're brilliant like Stark, well, he can't see... You know, he can't plan the moves ahead on a chessboard if he doesn't see the chessboard, you know, things like that. he doesn't know somebody's mm-hmm. playing a game with him. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I mean, in the DCU... He got played, too. Their their most successful recent miniseries, like um, Kingdom Come, have been ones that have found weaknesses for these omnipotent characters, like mm-hmm. Wonder yeah. Woman and Superman. Like, when you can find a weakness, when you can find a blind spot, that's when a character becomes interesting. Because otherwise, it's just like, well, of course they're going to win. Like, they always win. How could they not? I am not going to believe that they wouldn't win, in fact. Like, you try to make me believe they can't. I think that's bullshit. Well, I think, I mean, I think beyond that, the, the DC problem is that it relies very heavily on iconography. Yeah. Where it, I mean, take Wonder Woman, for example. Um. As a lot of, I know I've stated this before, I think even on this podcast, but um, I heard one writer describe Wonder Woman as a box of handles. Yep. Because Hmm. all she is is just this mixed up iconography. You know, she's got the star spangled shorts and she's got this, you know, she's Greek, but she's got all this Americana sort of theme to her costume. Hmm. She's all feminist but you know she came from this kind of bdsm background and you know mm. there there's the lasso of truth where did that come from she's got an invisible jet for no conceivable ha. reason uh, it is bizarre it is what, but what do you say is her personality uh, hmm. <laughs> nice. She's nice. She's nice. Uh, uh, friendly when she's Diana Prince. I don't know. She's kind of classic and, dudes writing a woman's character yeah, in a way, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know. Yeah, and and you get that problem with you know even Superman. I mean, he's the Boy yeah. Scout, but beyond that, hmm. uh, so is Clark Kent when he's not being Superman? Is he yeah. nerdy? Does he want to succeed? Is yeah. he is he effective as a person? Like yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's a in whereas you know you take Peter Parker. I mean, like when we go, oh my god, that's that is Spider Man. Mm. It's the that is the box of personality traits that we know as Spider Man. Yeah. 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 If you ask, yeah, ask Spider Man what his hobby is, he'd be like, oh, working on little you know doohickeys and things. Yes, Superman, what his hobby is, and he'd be like, justice. <laughs> yeah, 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 and and that is not to say that it, I'm I'm actually a DC girl. I'm a big fan of oh. DC comics, but um, and there are certainly amazingly written comics over in the DC land, and there are certainly mm-hmm. shitty comics over in Marvel world. So, I I mean, I think they're actually pretty genuinely balanced. It's just a matter of who's writing the property. And, and Ar- Arrow and Flash, Arrow and Flash for DC. 
what was that? Arrow yes. and Flash, our DC. Yes. Yeah, those are really well done. I like those shows. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there, yeah, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah, it's well, just that's a, a whole you know, other in conversation. In, in, Sorry. In, well, yeah, but I mean, this will be in an off-topic episode or something. But I mean, you go back to uh, several, a couple decades in the '70s and early '80s. DC had a you know, had it all wrapped up for, uh, hmm. you know, non-comic entertainment because the first Superman movies were fantastic. Yeah. And that's just a testament to, you know, them being fun movies, well, mm-hmm. really well done, and they found a, a way to write that story and make it engaging and make it human, and there you go. They couldn't sustain that, and then, you know, of course, the 90s were just this drought for everybody yeah. in the comics, and then it's Marvel who figured out how to actually market their properties in movies over the 2000s and up to now. Basically, Iron Man started it, right? Was there anything before well, that that was a, a good? Blade, Blade was the first thing. Um, because yeah. because Blade really kind of brought back the the superhero movie. And mm. then, like, Blade yeah. was the drop in the pond of people going, wait, I, I feel a disturbance in the forest. But the yeah. first, it was X-Men. X-Men yeah. was a movie that went, yep. oh, this, oh, hey. like, like you could make a legitimate superhero movie that didn't feel like a fucking cartoon. Yep. And, and you know, between X-Men and Spider-Man, that's what made it big. Yeah. What year was Blade, the first X-Men and the, the first the, the Spider-Man? Fir- the, well, the first Blade was late 90s. I want to say it was 1998. Oh. And then X-Men was, was in 2001-ish. Uh, Spider Spider Man was two thousand two. Uh, X Men oh. X Men was yeah, it was two thousand or two thousand and one. So right um, around the yeah. turn of the millennium, yeah. people got their shit together kinda. Blade yeah, was ninety eight. See? Oh. Huh? I was right. X Men was two thousand. Okay, mm. I was one year off. And Spider Man was two thousand two. It was April April two thousand two? Uh I don't know. I'm not looking that far. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Mm. And the Spring first two thousand two. The first Iron Man was 2008, six years later. Holy moly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm an a-hole, I know. But you're oh. our asshole, Cap. You're our asshole. <laughs> flamenco Sharknado. Yes, 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 a flamenco Sharknado. Flamenco-nado. That will be the sequel, the next sequel. Flamenco-nado. Flamenco Sharknado. Flaming Sharknado is clearly Flamenco-nado. Flamingo Hmm. It's the Spanish version. <laughs> What's Spanish for shark? <laughs> El Sharko. <laughs> Obviously. Tiburon. Was it? Tiburon. Tiburon? I believe. Okay. Well, that's not nearly as funny as my answer. Nito. Hey, Siri. <laughs> what is Spanish? <laughs> What's the Spanish word for shark? All right. Here's what I found. He is correct. Tiburon. Yeah. Very good. Yay! Yay. Disaster movies. 2012 holds up, people, I'm just saying. (laughs) It holds up after a whole four years. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) It is so ridiculous. Like, it, like, no, you remember it as being bad, but it's, it might be a modern classic. I do, I do, I think it's, I think it's bad in a good way. Like, I, I enjoyed watching 2012 when I watched it, and it was after 2012 when I finally saw it. Yeah. Melissa, um, it, it, it might be up there with the core. Really? Yeah. I am dubious. Oh, it's so ridiculous. 
The, I agree. It's ridiculous, Wendy. The co- the Earth has gotten so hot that the continents are just floating around on the magma, and so China is now moved. I know. I've Come seen on, it. that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and they and, run and into yet, here, Mount Everest like they bump into it. <laughs> but you know, we we also have. I mean, we have many things like this since then. Sharknado being one of them. That is also an ecological tale. And yeah, uh, but yeah. 2012 is so much better than that. Oh, come on. Oh, I agree with on. that. Well, all right. Let's. I don't the, know. Okay, there are not. There are not enough sharks in 2012, <laughs> or <laughs> giant monsters. Okay, that's fair. I yeah, you know what? That's fair. I want more Godzilla. Godzilla. Hmm. Godzilla. <laughs> I am going to point out Luke currently has his hand on my husband's butt. I mean, it's like the lower part of the butt. It's like the, the upper it did, leg. Really. Like it's a, cupping. It's, it's cupping. Cupping. No, it wasn't, no, no. <laughs> cupping is a solid two inches above where I was. Okay. <laughs> You're going to fit right in, Luke. Hooray. <laughs> All right. Well, his uh, hands certainly fit right in. Hi. Oh, hey yo. It's okay. I have a, an entire print of... Um, Legend of Wolf Mountain downstairs, just in case I need it for something like that. <laughs> right? I know. Like, sometimes you just need, like, film mm-hmm. to do something with. I was like, going to make a dress out of it. That didn't work. Ooh. Ooh. It really didn't work. Ooh. I know. I know. Oh, God. I, I would just like to point out this was also, <laughs> Demon Seed was also in the uh, realm you know, time-wise of the entity with Barbara Hershey, where uh-huh. a woman was raped by ghosts. So that uh-huh. whole area, you know, between uh, Rosemary's Baby, Demon Seed, and uh, the entity and everything in between, there's so much raping of women by various... Scientific elements. Very yeah. Scientific and non-scientific, although the did entity ever, is very interesting. Did you ever see Manitou? In 1978? Yes, with Tony Curtis. Yeah. That is a horrible fucking movie. And Michael and Sarah. It is it, bad, it, but it it's another... It is a gloriously horrible movie. But it's another pseudo-rape film. Oh my god. A psychic's girlfriend finds out that a lump on her back is a growing reincarnation of a 400-year-old demonic Native American spirit. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've you seen this watch that, on, just admit it. I've seen this in a fucking theater, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, HBO. Showtime, actually. I think it was Showtime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, the it might have been. was a uh, special no, sort of pain. It was the movie channel back Ooh. in the late 70s. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, yes. Ha, la, 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 Manitou. You know what? There is an art to a wonderfully bad film because I just sat through Gods of Egypt and it suffers the curse of being just bad. Dull. Yeah. Not bad enough to be fun, but not good enough to be good. Just bland. Also, the whitewashing. I was going to say, and really, really white. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody tried to white explain it to me as like, well, it's clearly, it's clearly supposed to be a different planet because. It's it's a flat Earth. What? 
Like it's clearly supposed to be a, a, like sorry, it's did, aliens did, on a different planet because it's a flat disc world. I'm and sorry, I, did Tila Tequila explain this to you? And watching it, I'm like, no, this is the physical embodiment of their mythology at the time. Their mythology, because Egyptian mythology was so prehistoric, long well, before yeah. even yes. Greek, like the earth was flat and the sun does revolve around them. Like it is a really, actually in ways really good depiction of their their worldview of their mythology yes. in some ways except for the problem being that just seen through very white lenses <laughs> everybody like there's a lot of brown people in the film but the people who are in charge are all white men like there's a brown lady there's a black man um there's other like like various brown brownish people but the four main gods who are fighting in various ways for leadership and dominion are all white dudes. One of them's Jeffrey Rush. I feel the need wow. to, to ex- Jeffrey Rush is Ra, the Lord of Light, the main Egyptian god. He's like where Egypt Egypt comes from. Australian Jeffrey Rush. Huh. I, I really you don't feel- say <laughs> it says something that the most ethnic looking guy in charge is Scottish Gerard Butler. <laughs> Oh God! At this point, I'm going to caption what I'm doing, which is drinking while staring off into the distance angrily. <laughs> and it's like, oh and you can't help but go, "How did nobody think this was catch this they, before?" They yeah. ran this past no people of color. Well, <laughs> Not the director, the director one. is Alex Proyas, who is Egyptian, I believe. Really? Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he is. Oh my like, goodness! Like this is the story. This is a movie he has wanted to make for a long time, yeah. and. I do agree. This was not racism. This was move. This was greed, which is yes. institutional racism. Which is, yeah. we want to make this movie, but we want it to make money, and we don't believe if it has black actors or brown actors, people won't go see it. Right. Yes. It's like, well, actually, nobody's going to go see it because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You might have wanted to make a good movie. BT dubs. Anyway, so that's all. A side note. Also, Rufus Sewell has been showing up in a lot of movies I've been watching lately. FYI. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, no complaints there. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's in Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yes, he is. He's also in Gods of Egypt. Oh, God. Like I said, he at least I'm looks sorry. vaguely ethnic. <laughs> he's got dark hair. We're at least... <laughs> at least like, he's aim- right. I mean, at least we're aiming towards a slightly we're darker We're getting away spectrum. from Jamie Lannister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jamie Lannister, who plays Horace. Oh, oh God. I can't remember the name of the actor. He's like the most white dude who ever white dude Yeah, yeah. He's so pale. Um, who plays Osiris. And like, why? They cho- they don't tell the story of Osiris. Like, if you're going to tell the Egyptian, like, Egyptian god story, like, yeah. the story of Osiris is terrific. Now, they make up this whole one about Horace being crowned and bits and pieces what? that seemed... Yeah, it's really... It's like alternate mythology. And I mean, it's got the part where Set steals his eye, except I don't remember if it's set or not. I don't know my Egyptian mythology all that much. Um, let us pull it. We're on a yeah. We're on a tangent. I yeah, apologize. So, so, so I can't. So. I can't stop bitching about gods of Egypt. <laughs> a quick boop to finish up gods of Egypt, so we can have a complete thought that you can put into the clips package. The whitest dude, whoever white dude did, is who's playing Osiris is Brian Brown. 
He's like the most white. He's really. Pale. He's like he's like Mister. Like you look at him and you're like, I think that's my next door neighbor who tells me to get off the, his lawn. Like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. really, really a white dude. And oh, and by the way, the whole plot is that Horace, who's going to be crown king, but Set takes over, and so Horace needs to learn to stop being so arrogant and actually care for people. To which I say, I have seen this movie. I have seen this movie done better. It was called Thor. Yeah. yeah. And it had Chris Hemsworth, who was appropriately blonde, yes, because he yes. was playing a Nordic god. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a, a tangent story. Oh. I was in Annie Get Your Gun Oh, in high school. <laughs> oh, my God. And um, <clears throat> this was October 1992 or 1991 in... Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was in Annie Get Your Gun. I was cast in the chorus. This is one of the few times I was actually cast in the chorus of a musical because um, I'm not a very skilled singer. And also, even when I was a teenager, I was a tenor. And in high school, they don't really know what to do with female tenors. But they had so few men sign up to be in the chorus for Annie Get Your Gun. They kind of needed another tenor, so they just kind of shoved me over there. And so that was my role in Annie Get Your Gun. But um, the additional layer to this is that this was a show that was due to go on stage the day after Halloween. I think it was 1991. October 31st of that year, Minnesota got one of the biggest fucking snowstorms it had ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. Which means. Oh my God, yes. The dress rehearsal we had, while we were doing the dress rehearsal, we were being snowed into the school. <laughs> so, oh my God. So pretty much it was like we got out of the dress rehearsal and the, the doors were like, we could get out. <laughs> Oh my god! I know, right? We, yeah, we were. Kind what did of, you do? We were kind of trapped in the theater. It was kind of, it was kind of awesome, really. It was kind of like a sleepover. Did you spend the night? Um, I think we eventually did get a few parents through, and we got home. I, I personally did not live that far from the school, so I got home. But the next night, we we're like, are we open tonight. We're not going to get anybody because the the roads are impassable. Yeah. And we got a sold out performance because nobody had anywhere else to go. <laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> it was it was kind of awesome. But full on, um it, this was a super suburban high school, which means we, oh god, we did the Indian number. Oh dear. And it was all white people. No. It, oh, it was uh, mm. Mm, oh, it wasn't dear. good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> oh. But the woman playing Annie was actually a lot of fun. Uh, she she was a pretty good, decent little actress, but she had the the, um, the like four packs of cigarettes a day sort of husky voice to her, Yay. and and she could belt out those songs. She was actually really a lot of fun uh, to listen to. So uh, you know, it was actually a halfway decent show. <laughs> The, <laughs> um, the most awkward white guilt I've ever had on stage yeah. um, was uh, in a musical review called Broadway My Way. And oh. uh, we did a, a couple of numbers from <laughs> The Wiz. Oh, oh, oh. There was oh. 
one black man in the company, and oh, he no. was so excited to sing those numbers. Yeah. Needless to say, the rest of us were feeling a little awkward. Mm. But honestly, those songs translate. It was when we did the great big gospel number from Pearly that I just <laughs> wanted to sink through the floor as we're clapping and stomping. And I'm like, I'm not black. I'm not black. I am not comfortable with this. I don't feel good right now. I'm going to look to the rafters. And um, anybody looking in my eyes can see that I'm horrified right now. Much like my face when I had to do um, All About Eve musical. Oh. Applause, applause. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, so, so bad. And we got some terrible choreography. And, like, to this day, my, my very good friend Paul and I, when we get together, we, like, as you, you know, you recount past glories and past misdeeds when we touch on that one we're like oh my god the rictus grin of terror that we had to do those dance steps in front of a in front of an audience Oof. yeah don't look at me <laughs> don't look at me i'm smiling but please dear god don't look at me because i'm having to do these steps oh i feel awful right now <laughs> i had a very awkward experience at orchestra hall recently and i'm like wondering what what act it's going to be that'll get me to walk back through those doors again. Oh, but, my. Like, what I went, I went and saw Africa, Lady Blacksmith Mombazo. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I saw I missed that, and I was very sad. Um, and they were incredible. Yeah. The audience was bad. <gasps> like, like, oh, no. Like, they should what? listen to this podcast bad. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Um, I never, like, like, like. Oh God! Like usually when I walk into a big room like that, I I do my little what I call the chocolate chip cookie game, where I kind of <laughs> like figure out how many other brown people are there with me. Oh God! You know, and there were there were a couple there, yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. There's a few, oh God. but like the reactions and the responses, like to people around me who were like imitating their accents and like oh. you know oh. who were just there to be like, I'm not racist. I went and saw Lady Blacksmith Mombazo. <laughs> you oh know, God. and like. I just really wanted them to be in front of a different audience, you know, uh, especially since I, I realized, like, I was there thinking, like, oh, I really wish, like, an urban high school would get to sit down and watch yeah. this concert, you know, who's not exposed to this part of their culture at all, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and it just, very seldom have I felt like the atmosphere was so disjointed. You know, I've been mm -hmm. in, you know, I've gone to, like, you know, like a Paul Simon concert and not had these problems but i felt very culture more cult culturally uncomfortable as a black person than i have in a while sitting in oh. that room uh -huh. um, oh. but their performance was good yeah um, but but Smith, black mambazo is amazing they're they're amazing performers. chocolate chip cookie game yeah, That's yeah. What i talk about that out. in caucasian aggressive pandas too <laughs> but uh yeah oh i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap this up let's yeah, wrap this yeah, up yeah yeah, yeah. If we're going to talk about Kim Peel, I love Substitute Teacher. Oh, yeah. A.A. Ron. What I love about Substitute Teacher is, as a teacher, I can appreciate, like, on the one hand, as a white, as a white female, like, a lot of the black names, I would be like, I don't know how to pronounce this because the rules don't follow the rules I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. What they do is they point out that a lot of the names we accept without thinking don't 
follow those rules either. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for us to say that black names are wrong, but a name like Aaron or Jacqueline is okay is fucking hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love, love about that sketch is because you could miss that just laughing at it. You could miss like, oh, they're like, they're making fun of black names and white names and how hard it is to pronounce name and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, like the deeper thing. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I love yeah. it. Mm. And there's a reason why when I was teaching, <laughs> I got smart in my second year. The first day of class, I found a way to just go around and ask each student how to pronounce their name privately. So there was no embarrassment for anybody. Cool. How, how do you say that? What would you like? And what would you like to be called? Because often they were different. So if, if you ever had a Denise, were you very tempted to just call her D-Nice? <laughs> well, I learned not to assume that it was Denise, right? no matter how it was spelled. I learned very quickly that my assumptions about how vowels and consonants worked should not be taken as a given. Not just because of black names. I had a lot of Hmong. Yeah. I had a lot of Hmong. I had a lot sure. of Somali. Like, And yeah. that will break you down real quick. And that sure. will also force you to go, you know what? My received idea of how vowels and, and stuff work... That's bullshit. Anybody can do it. And especially with the way the internet plays with words. That's just bullshit. We can we can have things spelled however we want. That said, I still think naming your daughter Exotica is a bad idea. I mean, when I told her about it, she was the one that was immediately like, you have to do this. Like, there's no question. It's, it's really good money. It's really good for my career. It's good recognition. Uh, get to work with students and uh, show them just how cold and cruel the world is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better than seeing the realization on like a student's face of how hard life is going to be. <laughs> you know, how lo- how unlikely they will be successful and achieve any of their dreams. And I can bring that gift to a whole new group of kids. So... <laughs> Get ready. (laughs) My next thing is to try to figure out how to deep fry a pancake. (laughs) I feel like this is Isn't that just called falafel? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like, there's got to be a way, right? Like, you bake a pan... Like, you go ahead and, like, make up a pancake, which is, I understand, fried. Yes, listeners, I know. You fry it up in a pan, but then maybe you, like, dip it in more pancake batter and then you deep fry it what if you put it in tempura batter and then or mm. hush, hush puppy batter mm. and Ooh. then deep fry it Ooh, yeah we're starting to i like the way you think yeah. <laughs> what if you made a latka and put it in a hush puppy batter Ah, mm. see look mm. alright so <laughs> we are solving the world's problems with one deep fried recipe at a time <laughs> but Melissa's going to get through this list by god <laughs> actually um, I was going to tell you a quick story about today um, at General Mills I was dealing with a, pro- a product release and we went back to the master data record and we realized that the fruit by the foot package size that we were setting up was miscategorized as Bako's like it was under the the like the manufacturing platform for bakos, and it's like, and then we were going, okay, that's wrong. We need to fix it, and then we went bacon fruit by the foot. That's not a bad idea. I, know, right? I would eat like, a bacon. Roll it'd up. basically be beef jerky by the foot. Yeah. I'm also, fruit bakos also kind of a great idea. 
mm-hmm. would put those on ice cream. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like little chips of chewy fruitness. Mm-hmm. Like Dear General Mills. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd put that on shit. I don't even know. I'd find a way. Ooh, I better go good on cheesecake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, hey, General Mills, by the way, you can uh, give me the money for the thought. Like, yeah, yeah, you can, I can get the <laughs> royalties for How about a free lifetime supply? I'd I mean, rather money have is m- nice, I would rather but... have money, I'll be honest. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'll take anything at this point. I am so not picky. Something else that happened, like last week. Somebody turned up at one of the fruit snack meetings where... They went into the pilot plant and basically took the fruit roll-up machine and they made a hundred foot long fruit by the foot, only fruit roll-up sized. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was oh this big around piled up. Oh wow. Oh my god. And and it was in one of those big plastic totes that you buy at Target. And so like the marketing manager was going. I feel like we need to do something with this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I feel like that's a commercial right there. You can it can like, be used like, in a commercial. There's some sort of event that could happen with that. Yeah. Like, we have this. What shall we do? Throw it off the building. <laughs> and oh, maybe this was a couple of weeks after because I said, I'm sad that the Oscars are over because this would be like the red carpet ceremony right here. And they went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the General Mills red carpet. Can you um, imagine um, the stars um, in, the, um, in their um, little um, stilettos, stilettos going, <laughs> sticking to it? It'd <laughs> 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 be like having toilet paper stuck to your shoe on the first. Oh, wow. But, and tastier. And yes. tastier. I imagine Putin is not delicious. No, no. All right, now, are you going to OmegaCon? I will show up on Saturday for the day. Okay. I might get sent off to Cedar Rapids, Iowa on Sunday. Uh, because of work? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. You've got weird family things all the time. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, you know, I was just in uh, San Francisco for work, too. Which is pretty good. I feel great. like San Francisco is better than Cedar Rapids. I agree. <laughs> Are they going to fly you to Cedar Rapids? No. I'll, I, even if they try to fly me down, I'll just drive. It's a longest drive. It's not that bad. Well, with, no, with not the, for somebody who goes time, to... With all the waiting time at the airport, it's just about the same. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but when you're when you're driving, you can't like watch a movie on your iPad. Yeah, but it can blast music. Okay, and you really okay. can't do that on a plane. And okay. sing Have along. you listened to I Hamilton well, you can't yet? Sing along yet? Warning, Hamilton alert! And okay. sing Have along. you listened to Have Hamilton well, you can't yet? Sing along yet? <laughs> no. Have- have you listened? <gasps> there you go. You can listen to Hamilton. For I totally crime. could. I totally My could. My God, Melissa, how well, you're going to kill I'm still, me? I'm still communing with the final Bowie album. I'm still, I'm still absorbing. <sighs> okay, it. I get it. I get it. I really do. I really do. But I need you to be with me on this. <laughs> oh, Wendy, you are so over the moon about Hamilton. <laughs> I am very over the moon about Hamilton. I can't get out. Chris keeps turning to me just randomly. It's not right. It's just not okay how good that musical is. <laughs> every every day it's a every day it's a new one. How fast will they turn that into a movie? Oh my god. I would I would kill.
I would kill to see that done right. I feel like, I don't know, Sam Mendes missed the last one. Yeah. But I feel like Sam Mendes might do a really good job. But I want somebody, I want somebody with hip hop cred. Who? Mm. Who? Oh, I got to think about this. Oh, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe you take somebody who's just really good. Like I almost would feel like, um, that who's the guy who did 300? Snyder. I almost feel like even a Zack Snyder or somebody who's just got a really good sense of visual pop might do a really good job with it. Oh, that's odd. Yeah. But, okay. I would be okay if you recast Lin-Manuel Miranda. I would even understand that. But you have to cast David as Jefferson Lafayette. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the soundtrack, just don't, don't even, mm, the man is amazing. Like, and Leslie Odom Jr. probably should play Burr, right? He's, he's terrific. But listening to Lafayette slash David, I can't get enough of how brilliant his vocal stylings are. He is amazing. <laughs> I would love to see Lin-Manuel on the, on the screen too. Like really, honestly, a bunch of us would, are just like champing at the bit for them to just go, Hey, you know what this is? This is one of those fathom events. Oh yeah. I, I will pay 50 fucking bucks to see this. Just let me see it. I want to see the original cast. Hello, I I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away. So Teddy is memorizing all of Hamilton. And what's, what is super fun is when she mishears or misinterprets some phrasing, and then I have to explain to her like what the idiom of it is. Also, she changed shitting to sitting. <laughs> Cool. Alrighty. Uh, wow, that's a band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not mine. No, that, no, that's fast. He's like coated in band-aids most days. So, <clears throat> okay. Oh, he injures himself. <laughs> he just does. <laughs> okay. Fess or toddler? I feel like this could be a game. <laughs> Oh, just fess. I mean, it's like all in one. <laughs> oh, Teddy, yeah. earlier, like last week, honest to God, I, <laughs> if somebody had been like, we're thinking about calling Child Protective Services on you, I would have been like, okay, that's a legit concern because just bruises, bruises everywhere. <laughs> she wow. went through a growth spurt where she was just running into so many and just falling over. She was running home ahead of me. Everything was fine. And, and she's running and it's fine. And then suddenly she's just on the ground. <laughs> and then she's crying because she totally scraped everything up. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, God. Nothing happened. She just fell over. I'm like, oh, you, I'm sorry, kid. Aww. You got me there. That's a little bit of me. <laughs> Interstellar sort of build itself as in this cool new sci-fi movie. And it's not sci-fi, it's science fantasy. Well, at some point it's science fantasy because have we gotten to the stars yet? No. So everything is still going to be a little bit made up. But there's so much sci-fi in it, it tricks you. Because a lot of this stuff is theoretically possible. But you should be discussing this with somebody who's already seen the movie. I'm it's just okay. saying. I'm it's just okay. saying, Wendy, I'm just saying, go in knowing that it's a science fantasy film. You're not selling it very I, well. I'm pretty sure I was going to do that anyway, since we can't really get to 
interstellar mm-hmm. distances yet. Yeah, we can. Theoretically possible. <laughs> I just watched a whole bunch of YouTube PBS videos <laughs> explaining sublight, sublight do you, uh, travel. Do you and... do this to me on purpose? I almost start to oh, feel like I'm getting oh, trolled. No, 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 no. This is life at home for me. Oh my god. <laughs> what was that? Hold on. Something fell over in our kitchen. That's not good. What happened? Do you need the sword? That's good. It could be. I've seen cats wandering around outside, but that didn't sound like cats. It didn't sound even vaguely like Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) Anyway. I'll be married by then. I'll have a husband. Who? Oh, by the way, Wendy, did I tell you um, one of the other ideas we had for a wedding? What? Well, you know, I made that post of, I wonder where I could go set off explosions for a wedding. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. And of all people, Brian Keene, horror (laughs) author, responds to me. And he says, oh, if you come out to Pennsylvania, I'll marry you. I'm licensed. And I will let you set off explosions in my yard. Oh my god. <laughs> I was very seriously considering that. I that one would have been a hard sell on Fest just because it's like why are we going to who is this guy? <laughs> like nobody we know will be there and nobody we know will be there. Yeah. But Brian Keane will marry us and let us set off explosions in his yard. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, maybe if we do, like, a vow renewal in a year, maybe that's what we do. (laughs) Yes. I support that. I support that. Like, every year we have a vow renewal with somebody else who's licensed to do a wedding. (laughs) I am licensed to marry people. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of, like, the paper anniversary, the silver anniversary, the wood anniversary, all that shit, it's like, okay, and you're our officiant for that year, and you're officiant for that year, and... He won't mind. He He's won't a licensed mind. minister. <laughs> oh my god, did I tell you that Cargill dubbed himself the sinister minister? Oh, that's amazing! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. All right, listeners, it's time for me to tell you the best story of the wedding. Now, don't get me wrong, we had 12 different kinds of cheesecake, as well as a raspberry lemon buttercream cake. Which The cheesecake good. was awesome and we had a pasta bar so no matter what you wanted you could get what you wanted right Mm -hmm. and who doesn't like pasta right people who are uh celiac yeah well yeah if (laughs) if i could have it to do over again i would have just paid for the bar so it wouldn't have been a cash bar but we were Mm. short on funds what are you gonna do oh yeah yeah the story of the wedding though was that my husband lost the wedding rings. Oh, yes, yes, it really was four weddings and a funeral. I got a phone call from my hubs about two hours, 
before the wedding, hey, um, ah, uh, I lost the wedding rings. And I could, oh, he was so stressed. You could just hear it. And I'm like, oh. And he's like, but it's okay. It's okay. I've got replacements. So we're all set. Okay, honey. Well, that's great. Thank you for letting me know. Okay, I'll see you there. Okay, bye. Bye. And I turned to my wedding party. Chris lost the wedding rings. And they all look at me. What? And I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. He's got replacements. Everybody in the room is thinking about a giant sucker ring, ring pop, and a skull ring because of four weddings and a funeral. And they're like, what kind of replacements? So I'm like, I don't know. I didn't ask. I guess we'll find out when we get there. <laughs> It'll be fine. Now, the actual rings that he used are just plain bands, mm -hmm. listeners. It's no big deal. Like, and it's fine. And if I did have a moment of panic when he went to push it on. Is it going to fit? Nope. It fit just fine. Perfect. Wonderful. We go on. Everybody's talking about Chris lost the rings. This is the story of the day. Everybody's giggling about it. Chris lost the rings. They're replacement rings. The best man does a speech about it. The maid of honor references it in her speech. Everybody's laughing about it all day. At the end of the night, Tim Wick. And if he's listening, he's going to be yelling right now. <laughs> he's going This is one of our favorite arguments where I tell him that he was silly and he points out that it was completely reasonable. And I'm like, no, actually, this is where you're wrong. At the end of the night, we're getting ready to go. Like, this is where the bride and the groom are leaving. And Tim's like, here is a bag of power cords for various things that belong to you. You should take them with you so they don't get left here at the venue. Here is this bag. Oh, thanks. Because I go up to Tim, who is emceeing for us. That means mm -hmm. he has been at the microphone throughout the entire reception. He has been in charge of the reception, which includes the best man's speech. It's which, serious. Which mentions... His, his child was the ring bearer yeah. that had the rings on the pillow with the rings. And so Tim's like, I'm like, Tim, we're about to go. And he's like, oh, here, take these, put them, like, give them to somebody to make sure they get back to the right place. And then I'll announce that you're leaving. I'm like, oh. And so he hands me this bag and I look in it and there are two ring boxes. <laughs> oh, my God, I say. It's the rings. And Tim says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Tim, Chris lost the rings. And Tim goes, really? What? <laughs> I've had those all day. Oh, did I tell you what I got Chris for his birthday? Oh, what did you get him? Well, first off, as I mentioned, I got him mud which was really more, hey, it's your birthday. I'm going to buy this movie that we should watch, but I'll say it's for you. Um, yeah. But I got him, I found at Half Price Books, a five-disc collection of Jimmy Stewart movies. Nice. <laughs> and it was super like his Half Price Books. So it's got Vertigo, Rear Window, Harvey, Winchester 73, and oh. Destry Rides Again. None of these movies <sighs> do we actually own. That's a, that is a, I mean, good like we've set. seen a lot of them, but we have not, we don't own them. I know, right? I found this and I was like, well, that's what's happening. Winchester right 73 is next level. Oh, I know, right? I don't even know if Chris has seen it. Has he seen it? I don't remember. I don't know. I did finally see Spectre, Melissa. 
<laughs> what did you think of Spectre? I'm still thinking about Spectre. Mm. But that that one explosion, isn't that amazing? The the one with the when the building explodes? Uh-huh. That's yeah. That's pretty legit terrific. Yeah. I couldn't help because I had remembered what um how uh Daniel Craig had gotten all feisty about the comments about um the lead actress. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, the older one. Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. Monica Bellucci, who is amazing looking. Mm-hmm. And who is his age. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, she's too old. And then he winds up with Leia Seydoux, who's maybe 25, mm-hmm. 30 if we're lucky. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I can't help but notice this. I can't, like, and it colors my perception of the film. Right. Like, why wouldn't I, I feel like, why wouldn't you go for Monica Bellucci? She seems yeah. pretty damn capable, right? Yeah. There was way too little of her in that movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, there typically is of the first Bond. The first Bond well, girl yeah. in every film is always like a throwaway sex encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Leia Seydoux, I didn't mind the character. I thought the character was interesting and capable. And except when she wasn't, that was annoying. Like, oh, I'm super capable, except, ooh, look, I fell down. And why does everything have to tie together? Can't we just have a standalone? Like I said, I've been thinking about this, but my thoughts haven't been positive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I love Daniel Craig. Oh, God, Casino Royale knocked it out of the park. Maybe that was the problem. How do you you follow up Casino Royale? Skyfall. True. True. (laughs) True. Uh, I I own those I own those two movies. I will never watch them again. It's so great. I might actually Pi is starting to drift back in. Like mm-hmm. I might watch Pi in the next decade again. Mm-hmm. No, but Pi is good. I I feel like Pi at least has more rewatchability than Requiem for a Dream. See now, I actually I, I'm in the odd school where I've I've actually seen Requiem for a Dream multiple times. I oh, I have a, too. I think it's a brilliant film. Well, again, in like a movie that. Makes me any kind of movie that makes me emote, I always appreciate. Yeah, you know, I don't care if it makes me disgusted or if it makes me sad. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the only expressions that we're supposed to see in movies aren't happiness and like, yay, things blew up. Right. Um, uh, well, I don't disagree with you, but that is my pref- preferred. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm on duck side on this one. I mean, you know that, Wendy. But well, yeah, it, it's... well, we know this about each other. We're a good team because we we're very we balance each other. We do, we do, we do. And, and, but... I am not opposed to feeling f- things. I just find <laughs> them very depressing. And and I am mar- I am soon marrying a man who is the same way. You know this, so it's, yes, he, he, he's very much into the entertainment side of things whereas uh yeah i i am the sort of person who has seen requiem for a dream multiple times as well as pie now that said i will i hey in my defense i will look at a piece of entertainment and deconstruct it and really think hard about it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i know i i showed you who's afraid of virginia wolf and uh it went well oh god that's so good <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's but i don't find that movie to be a downer the same way oh, no. that i find requiem for a dream yeah, to be no. a downer. Well, yeah that... requiem for a dream mm. is like i remember i remember I, sh- I had a roommate that i i made stay up and watch requiem oh, for god. a dream with me i was like no you need to watch this movie it's awesome oh my god and like the oh, movie god. ended and he swore at me for like 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> good 
for him. And he was like, oh, he was like, why the hell didn't? You? He's like, I just wanted to go to bed, and you made me watch. What? No, no, <laughs> fuck you. I'm going like, like I was like, dude. I'm like, dude. No, there's only like five minutes left. He's like, I'm not watching. It's like you're gonna miss him get his arm cut. No, no. <laughs> and you're gonna miss the double dildo and. <laughs> You're going to miss them really abate, like really losing all hope of ever regaining their lives. Yeah. Why would you leave now? Yeah. yeah. And, and Ellen Burstyn still has to break your heart. You yeah, know, that's it's, right. Yeah. No, really. You should have just like stared him down and go, don't do drugs. Yeah. He literally, he literally left it. He like got up and left in the middle of the montage. <laughs> that montage. <laughs> like he was like, I am done and I hate you. <laughs> so close, man. So close. It's like, it's like you literally like just a couple more minutes and it's like, over duck I, <laughs> duck I don't disagree with you it is brilliant it is brilliant it is excellent filmmaking everybody should see it at least once but probably once is all they can handle <laughs> yeah i haven't tr- i haven't tried to show it to fess yet i don't think that would go well melissa i saw merry christmas mr lawrence last night what did you think of it? I'd still try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely well put together, and I think Bowie's performance is extraordinary. I don't really know what was going on, though. Gay. Well, that came right out. Gay, gay was happening is what was happening. What, so was the Japanese captain in love with him? Uh, yes, I presume so. Okay. I couldn't quite... Yeah, I... I haven't had a chance to do some like wiki and uh you know googling on so internet explain to me this movie i just watched so (laughs) that's still on my to-do list but i did very much enjoy the experience and then i came home and i watched two bad lieutenant movies until far (sighs) too late at night (laughs) that is the worst time to watch them yeah i don't recommend them as a double feature no well no, I, I no. did. I did them, but I've seen them before. Yeah, so that's yeah, different. But maybe that's the difference. But like, that's a one-two punch of the, the kind of leaves you a little, like, truly a little punchy. Like, mm-hmm. what? what uh, what's <laughs> happening? And you know, I don't a triple feel feature good. that would totally like just put you over the top. Uh, putting bringing up the dead after that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, no. it's it's exactly that like one a.m. two a.m. sort of movie. Mm, that's about when it takes place well yeah it's perpetually in the middle of the night for bringing out the dead but anyway anyway, anyway. that's not what we're talking about yes. today <laughs> not to, not no that is not this episode so what the hell happened with your with your basement oh it was a convoluted thing happening between the floor drain and the water softener oh and apparently it was like flooding each night and then it would drain and it'd be all dry looking the next day. Oh. So it just kept coming and going like oh. the tide. So, yeah, that was annoying. Oh. That's but sucks. I mean, it, it could have been much worse. It never it never reached the carpet. It didn't reach any furniture. It was just stuff I had sitting on the floor temporarily, which is the galling thing. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. God oh, well. damn it. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Well, it did uh, get me to get rid of a couple boxes of stuff, so I suppose, you know, there's yeah. that. 
I mean, honestly, I it's probably for the best that I had to let go of so many books because they were water damaged. But mm-hmm. I'm, of course, now I'm doing my best to rebuild. I'm like, so help me God, the next time we move, we're going to have more books. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I finally picked up a copy of The Martian and I started reading it. It's very good. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. So I am picking up pace on the Chernow Hamilton biography, mm-hmm. right? Um, Chris, of course, has been reading, listening to the audiobook, so he's way farther. And he, now he's turning to me, he's like, I feel like I have to read a biography of Jefferson now simply because the picture Chernow paints of him is so negative. I feel like... Like, fair is fair. I should read something from his point of view. Mm-hmm. But how often do you hear, like, somebody talking about Thomas Jefferson's, like, what a tool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, so I'm excited to get to that point. Although, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready to be angry at a founding father like that. <laughs> Well, chicken and waffles is legit, man. I went to see Happiness of the Catacuries last night at Weird Wednesday. Mike. <laughs> and what was so funny was the the dude, I'm blanking on his name, who introduces the films. Mm-hmm. It's like, it, yeah. how many people here, this is your first Mike? And, you know, so of course I didn't answer. And he's like, you never forget your first Mike. And I'm like... Audition was my first Mike, and you are correct. <laughs> it has left deep, deep scars. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, everybody tells me that this is a lot of fun. I hope it's fun, fun, and not Mike fun. And it is so, oh, have you seen it? Oh, yes. It's so delightfully bonkers. It is insane. I, I was so happy. I was giggling the whole way through, and I thought of you. <laughs> Additional recommendation, I'll just throw in a bonus because you're here in person. I want to tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> in Theron. In Theron? In Theron. In Theron is a movie. What? It is an Indian film. Oh! It translates to The Robot. <laughs> is it on Netflix? It is not on Netflix. Who um, Amazon? It is on Amazon. You can rent it for like $3.99. Okay. And, <laughs> okay, dear listeners, if you have seen a video clip that's be, that's been handed around for, like, the last the five years. The one with the... With all the robots, like, there are a hundred of them, and they form into a ball that's filled with guns, and it shoots all the people, and it spins around, and it turns into a snake that's made out of other, ro- like, all these cloned robots. Yes. But that's just the climax of the film. <laughs> There's another three hours of madness. <laughs> And, okay, so the plot of the film, it starts out with a scientist who is very focused on his work and therefore he's ignoring his his girlfriend who is a schwierai. How do you ignore her? But anyway, he's working on this android that looks exactly like him. Is this an actor we know? Um, Rajinikanth. Oh, okay. That dude. Okay, yeah. Like, you you have seen him in other films, because he's all over the place. But he is, um, he is making an android that looks like himself. So he's basically, winds up playing two roles. He is the scientist who has trouble, you know, relating to his girlfriend, and the android who has no emotions, but, you know, 
complies to every whim of Ashwaya Rai because he is android and will, you know, service her. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and, and of course, she's like, yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty great. He's at my beck and call. I, I kind of like him. And then he, he gains emotions. And so he actually falls in love with her. And then things go awry and, and plot happens and all that stuff. And of course there's singing and dancing and, and the, the singing and dancing sequences are amazing, Wendy. The, like the first one is like, oh, this is like an MTV music video. Eh. And the next one is like, okay, this is proper Bollywood. The third one is like, what the hell is going on? Why are they at Machu Picchu? Why are they dressed like ostriches? I, well, and then it's like an escalating arms race of the bizarro dance sequences that they keep bringing up. And okay. then you get the bonkers final 45 minutes of action madness. And I love it. You have sold me. Yeah. My friend, yeah, you not need to see this, you Wendy. Did, I mean, you didn't need to do a hard sell, but damn. <laughs> damn, you have sold me. <laughs> there were gestures that went with that. You would have been impressed. I'm, I, am, I am still impressed even when I can't see them. What can I say about reanimator? Is it okay to go down on somebody when your head is removed? <laughs> <laughs> giving head with just a head uh, uh. like all the shows that I stand for really hard like it's like once upon a time in like heroes so there's your bar for the things that I love that also hurt me very I deeply making a to, be fair, for, for to, be, to be fair I noped out of uh, once upon a time after the frozen arc see I noped out after season one I started season two and I'm like oh my God, you're going to lost this shit. Mm -hmm. Like there is never going to be an answer or an end. You're going to just keep moving the goalposts, which like, uh, I don't have a problem with you coming up with new goalposts like Buffy. Buffy, mm -hmm. there was a big bad every season, right? Mm -hmm. But we had the same cast. Like, would somebody please adopt a Buffy model? But yeah. this lost model pisses me off where you never get a, a solid answer to this question you just introduce a new question that we never it's lost it's x-files it's all that shit like i can't handle not getting closure oh i would argue fast and furious is totally fantasy because paul walker was hot henry and june i, I never not saw henry, henry and june. june henry and june anyway that's far down the rabbit hole anyway um that's the one with fred ward right henry and june yeah yeah <laughs> there goes a terrifying rabbit hole that we could go down but shouldn't let's not <laughs> so max is disappointed because he does sound very sad <laughs> he's very frustrated with me right now because okay so we have three kong wubbas okay and they're they're a rubber ball with a squeaker toy and they're covered in fabric and there's some tendril things so you can play tug of war with them and there are two squeaky wubbas and then there's a wubba wet that I, <laughs> that I bought by accident and the wubba wet does not squeak but it does float so it's fun in water but um in order to record it took away his other two wubbas and gave him the wubba wet to play with and now he is really disappointed <laughs> 
because it doesn't squeak. <laughs> oh, he's so he's all like, oh, it's no squeaky noise. Oh. He's like shaking all around, and he's <laughs> like, I oh, don't Max. know why it doesn't work. The thing is that I do actually often look at my computer while we're recording for right. you know various things. Like I've got notes up on it right now, so it is for. <laughs> And the earphones hurt my ears when I'm wearing my glasses, but I can't read the computer if I don't have my glasses on. It's just, I'm fucked, man. It's I need to me. get you like a pince nez. You can just <laughs> sit it on the bridge of your nose. <laughs> I want a pince nez now. I, yes. I, I think you'd rock a pince nez. I, I, of course, would agree that I would rock a pince nez. <laughs> Do you want a beverage? I have these no, lovely no, sparkling sodas. No, or do, do you need it. to? I'm, yeah, I'm not supposed to have anything. He, Luke is going in for a sleep study. Like everybody oh. else on the planet, he has sleep apnea. Hooray! Ooh. Everybody. Pretty soon, it's just going to be standard issue. Oh, look, you're 25. Here's this mask that you must sleep on with on your face. Yeah, I really don't want the mask. I'm hoping we can do something else, but we'll see. I, I will hope for that for you then. Thanks, I appreciate that. But I mean, you could just dress, so annoying. You could dress the mask up though, and like I could, Darth yeah, Vader, that shit. I would, yeah, that would we, be a good thing. We get shiny prismatic unicorn stickers and shit, and put them all over his mask. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the apple? Yeah, of course. Oh, well, I don't count, of course, anymore. You haven't seen the core. That's true. So, I haven't seen the core. God forbid. So I, I don't take anything for granted anymore. All right. All right. Yes, I've <laughs> seen the apple. By the way, I highly approve of the Mean Grimlock kick butt t-shirt that you're wearing. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's gorgeous. I can hear the full body flavor it's because, all the way down here. It's because Fess is sticking the microphone into the glass as we're pouring. I have too little structure, and it's just, I'm turning into a shitty, shitty adult. <laughs> I did not finish the bottle of wine in this podcast. I slowed way down, and I am not fucked up beyond all recognition. I know oh, somebody absolutely. who makes gin occasionally. He more does absinthe. Yeah, mm. he's he's a he's a very talented yes. gentleman who who makes alcohols of all types. I yes. still have never tried absinthe ever since my husband drank that whole bottle of mine. Oh God! Well, if you're at ever... once. <laughs> well, it was, I told you that story at Convergence. Chris and Slam they dressed up like Holmes and Watson, and they drank my entire bottle of absinthe because apparently they couldn't find heroin. That, I don't that, know. That's why. <laughs> Well, if we ever get in the wow. same place, I'll try to remember bring the last bottle I have along because I have a small, tiny bottle by this person, and he makes really good absinthe, uh, better than yeah. what you can get commercially. Yeah, oh, it, Paul, it oh, is Paul, amazing. You flirt! I will find a way to be in your presence. <laughs> I, I have been in uh, in on one of the absinthe parties, parties yes. and it is a thing of glory. There is oh. the full uh, like tabletop decanter with the little water drip thingy yep. and the and the spoons and yep. the the actual absinthe glasses from the period yep. and it's and it's a whole oh, ritual yeah. yeah it's beautiful so the acquaintance of ours who in the summer when he can do it outdoors we'll do he'll do a couple absinthe parties we'll friends of his who are into it who who do their own or, or know where to get it we'll bring better ones and he'll bring out his stuff and we get to try different ones including a red absinthe that we got to try once which is odd yeah, that I think I was around for that yeah, one. Flavor in that it one was, was very uh, weird. 
morph style. Was it like angry absinthe? Urgh. No, more like, is this color safe for me, absinthe? <laughs> <laughs> well, red is a danger what, color. What, like, what heavy metal did they use for this one? Because that's one of the problems with, with traditional historical absinthe is to get the green color, they would start using copper sulfate and things like that, which yeah. just doesn't do the body good. No, so. no. It's like, mm, cadmium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rat hole. <laughs> okay, whoop, whoop, whoop. We're spoilers, going into real spoilers. Oh, real hello, spoilers. Max. And, uh, okay, okay, Max, you can give the spoiler warning. Speak. Here. Max. Spock. <laughs> he can't hear you. Okay, that didn't work. He's just staring at me now. Oh, <laughs> because he wants to eat your computer. Mm-hmm. Actually, he wants to eat my beer. Oh, I bet he does. Also on Sunday, mm. I'm going to remote in to my former derby team and we're all going to play the Love Actually drinking game. Oh my God. That's awesome. We did that two years ago and I got super drunk and I was like, I know I'm moving out of state. Can we still do that? I still don't like that movie. It's okay. You, I understand the problems with it. I like it. I, d- like, I, don't, I don't hate on people who like it, but oh boy, I don't. <laughs> you, I there I understand completely, but when you are drinking every time there is a turtleneck, that's that is alcohol poisoning. That is what you call poor life decisions. <laughs> Turtlenecks just appear out of nowhere. You're like, wait, how is he wearing a turtleneck? Shit! <laughs> I gotta take a drink. Like. There's this one magical moment where he's not wearing a turtleneck, and then he zips it up, and it's a turtleneck. Oh, God. Mind oh God. blown. Blown. Mind <laughs> gone. Just wait. He's wearing a turtleneck? Do I have to? I know I need to take a drink now. I feel like I need to retroactively take a drink for the scene we just watched. Oof. What? I, yeah. I will be the world's lawyer. It is not a turtleneck until he zips it up. Therefore, you only drink when it gets zipped. Seriously, though, our minds were blown. Oh, uh, yeah. Blown. As they should be. So this is I, the gin cocktail again. There's the brandy cocktail, which is the exact same thing as the gin cocktail, except you have brandy. Melissa hasn't let me make drinks yet. You can make drinks. Go do drinks. Yeah. Mmm. Oh, you gotta see this book that he brought with him. So, Winnie would appreciate this. Um, I'm gonna take a photo of it so she can appreciate it. I'll let you get that part of it, because you have to get the date. This is a 1929 reprint Damn. of a late 1800s cocktail book. There was a guy by the name of Makash, mm-hmm. who was a b- local book dealer, who nice. bought what was a old folks' home, essentially, uh, out in the western, far western suburbs, and shelved it all in. <laughs> Literally. It was like w- one person could walk through at a time. And a couple times a year, he had opened up for sales. And I found the Bon Vivant's Companion, How to Mix Drinks by Dr. T- Jerry Thomas, the original. <laughs> so it's all pre-prohibition cocktails. That's fantastic. Um, I I like that there's a guide to how to be a bon vivant. Like, thank goodness somebody's laid that out for us. Oh, yes. And it's all recipes of how to get imbibed. Now, there's actually a better book out there, more modern. Uh, Mike Waltz has sent me the link, and i got to look it up one of these days, where the guy has actually done the research and everything. But this is fun more for historical purposes. Mm-hmm. So. 
If you noticed a thicker mouthfeel, maybe? Yes. Because you can now find stuff like this, which you need for pre-prohibition cocktails. Oh my goodness. Simple syrup with gum Arabic. That, okay, so my, my cocktail had gum Arabic in it. Wow. Okay, so was that the uh, the kind of um, texture I saw in the liquid when I held it up to the Probably, light? Probably, yeah. Okay. It adds a, a little thickness to it. But it does... Mike and I did side-by-side the same cocktail with simple syrup versus that, and there is... If you do side-by-side, there's a massive mouthfeel difference. That's amazing. It gives a little thickness to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you just put it in a dash? It doesn't take much. Huh. Interesting. Glendale Liquors. If you want to see the wall of... Uh, bitters and additives. They that was hard to find because there's so many options in this little area for uh-huh. little bottles and stuff. I'm like, I know the gum Arabic is here. Finally asked employees like, employees like, there, <laughs> it's down there. <laughs> Found it. It's like oh, I think we great. have two. Give me a second. I'm like one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is high octane stuff. And that's just sugar. Okay. So but yeah. the other reason to go Lindale Liquors is you can try everything ahead of time if you ask them. Oh, that's cool. So all the liquors and everything, they'll have samplings. <laughs> Some of these recipes are really simple. Recipe number 177. Sherry and egg. Use small bar glass. One egg, one wine glass of sherry. Mix well. What? <laughs> the badminton. I've been left alone with the book. The badminton. Peel half of a middle-sized cucumber and put it into a silver cup with four ounces of powdered sugar, a little nutmeg, and a bottle of claret. When the sugar is thoroughly dissolved, pour in a bottle of soda water, and it is fit for use. Melissa's getting us some water. Here you go. That's that's good. (laughs) And I should uh, prepare with the uh, corkscrew, too, since... And she's getting corkscrew ready because we have wine en route. En route! Oh, you've got a fess. You've got a wine delivery system. I'm jealous. He's also, by the way, a donut fetcher. Oh, that's good to know. I'm going to point out that my mother and my husband have come in and taken my bottle of wine. And, well, I mean, they they poured themselves glasses, but still. I have wine thieves on my end. It's a very large bottle. It's okay. All right. Okay. Am I doing this or are you? Uh, you go ahead. Okay. 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 Well, hold on. I've got visual <laughs> distractors. <laughs> We're leaving you. They're really distracting. Go on. Shoo. I think go I hear on. my distraction coming in. Now they slow down. They're like cats. <laughs> Knock it I... off. No. Stop that. Do, do, do you no. have the spray bottle? I, I might have to get the spray bottle. How about the uh, the jar of keys? <laughs> Go on. All right. Now, is your distraction... Yeah, he's barging right. in. Okay. Then we have hey, to hold Fess. again. Hello. We, I have the uh, corkscrew right here. We're ready. Leaving <laughs> <laughs> winos, precious. I was listening to your really... You're really drunk. Um, uh, that one. Uh, musicals <laughs> that, one. that I hate podcast oh, yes. earlier today. Yes. That was so. Oh god, that's a good we... episode. I have so to admit, Melissa. That was horrific. 
But you have to admit, that was a good topic. That really was. Well, I kind of made you do that one because it's like, because um, we'd already recorded one episode that night and we'd killed a lot of alcohol. And I was going, huh, if I get Wendy talking about this subject, I bet I don't have to do much. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Wendy, I think your audio cut out. Oh, oh. Can you hear me? Hello. It's still recording on my side. I hear nothing. Uh-oh. Did we lose our Skype? Uh-oh. I can't hear you now. I can hear you now. I can hear you now. <gasps> oh, thank God. That was, that was alarming. That oh. was alarming. I didn't like that. No, I didn't don't like do that, that either. No. Well, Melissa, don't leave uh, me. No, don't leave me, Wendy. I would oh. be so lonely. I would be here alone and drunk, and that would be sad. But if that I'm podcasting, sad. it's it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't feel nearly as pathetic. <laughs> uh, right. you, you know, Whoa. the funny thing is, is once we hand off the, the audio files, we can synchronize ourselves, even with us not being able to hear each other. This will be editing magic. Oh. Okay, so what that would you- be, that would be sort of interesting. <laughs> huh. Like I couldn't hear Melissa. This is what I was saying. Oh, funny how the two of us were thinking along the same lines. You could really test our our mind meld. Um, <laughs> also, I found a cross stitch pattern for um, Conan. Oh, to hear what is best in life is to. What is best in life to hear the lamentations of the yeah. women? Yeah, like to uh, have yeah. your women. Your I'm so drunk I can't even recite that. That is have your wrong. enemies run before you uh, and, and hear the lamentations of the women. Drive your enemies before you. That one, like I found a cross. I found my for that. level of drunk. Oh my god! When you can't quote Conan, I'm feeling a little sad. When I can't quote Conan, oh, I have finished this glass of wine. I have not finished the bottle, but I am not going to pour another glass. We killed Therefore, we, yeah, we we have we have we, are we have we have what's <laughs> left in our glasses, but the second bottle is empty. Yes. Bravo. Yes. And yes. each of us has consumed a bottle on their own. Oh, I God. I'm proud of us. Well, uh Fest did help with a couple. Um it's not a good pride. No. It's that sort of pride for the wrong things that we Americans do so well. <laughs> My OCD is happy that we finished something. <laughs> Cheers. No, you're not you're not too bad off, right, Melissa? Mostly. No, you don't sound crazy drunk. No, I'm I'm all right, you know, and and I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, it's yeah. weird. I think um I think at the end of the first episode, I think we were a little bit more buzzed than we are now. I don't know. It's possible. It, yeah, it wears off like that. It does. Yeah. Because then you start the second episode and you're like, whoa, I got to calm down. I can center, center. That was when I was like, oh. I can't feel my lips and I'm trying to talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's me after literally two sips of wine. It's bullshit. I hate my body. I hate my body so much. I just so like much. that normally sober. So I figure, why not drink? <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is efficient storytelling, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's amazing. Motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm going to be German. Fucking der Mutter. Fucking Mutter? Fucking Mutters. You're all a bunch of fucking Mutters. <laughs> if Betty White was German in, 
<laughs> in Lake Placid. <laughs> Roll a bunch of mookins. What mookins? I don't know. <laughs> Chris is always a little bemused when I use Siri. I have set Siri to the female British voice, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Why is Siri British?" Because <laughs> I liked it. Because why the hell not? I tried the British male voice. Ooh, mm, no. no. No, no, no. No, he, it does. Like a, a Scottish. Like if I could get a Scottish male yeah. Siri voice, that would be okay. I think be German like, would be fun. Oh, <laughs> what do you want? Here's <laughs> what I found. Here's what I found for you on the internet. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> how do I reset Siri to German? <laughs> hey Siri, how do I reset you to German? <laughs> Siri, how do I make you have a German accent? I really have no opinion. Oh, that's so fun. You failed me, Siri. Is that so? <laughs> oh, Siri is sassy. You're kind of a passive aggressive bitch. Wendy, your language. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Oh, I, got, I got taken to task by Siri. All right. Rock, wow. and, rock and or roll. All right. We need to wrap this shit up. I got oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. get yeah. up. I got to order tickets before I go to bed. Just you do. in case. What it's if important. an otter sells out? That's important. Also, I need to drink water and eat something. Yes, you do. Oh, I God. have failed in that the last couple of times and regretted it when I woke up in the morning, and that's no good. I haven't had dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's true. No, I went from No from wonder work. you're so drunkity drunk, drunk and drunk. I went from work to the movie theater, and I came home, and I drank. I don't know what would be still be awake, Melissa. It's 1220. I'm alive. Okay. Um, okay. 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 Have we? Clo- no, we haven't words. closed this episode. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, but I was singing a hello to you. It oh, was yes, yes, yes. Even. Please sing. And the world starts for me today. Yay! I'm alive. Anyway. <laughs> D- okay. Seriously, I've given you an ending to the podcast, so now I'm just going to babble. I played D and D. I played D and D for a podcast RPG, which is okay. Randy plays games mm-hmm. with um, some gamer nerds down here. I, I, Brian, one of Brian Salisbury's friends at oneofus.net. I met him at a party, and he contacted me. He's like, "We need a fill-in female for our podcast, which is running the Ravenloft campaign." Mm-hmm. the Castle Ravenloft, which is a classic D&D campaign. I'm like, I haven't played D&D since, God, high school, early 20s. And they're like, okay, it's fine, though. It's fine. You like, But you understand the structure. And I'm like, yeah, I understand the structure. And they're like, okay, we'll just, we'll, uh, we'll help you through any rough spots and make sure that you're okay. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. They are hilarious. First off, the guys I was playing with were hilarious, <laughs> right? There's one dude playing a German, and he keeps like talking about, I want to go back to Berlin where anything is permissible. We got this one guy who's playing an Italian, and because everything, we're part of the Inquisition. He's like, just burn it. Just burn it. Just throw it in the fire. It's like, what is it with you Inquisition dudes? 
but there was a moment you would have loved. I can't wait to hear that. I can't wait to hear the episode. I hope I'm not an ass where we come across a girl who's been, who's clearly been a victim of a vampire. She hasn't been turned yet, but she's been, you know, drained and she's lying there. And the D the GM is like in a very, very revealing and provocative night clothes. And I looked at him, Hey, judgy, she can wear what she wants. <laughs> It was, it was delightful. Good time. Oh, oh Melissa, I kind of awesome. want to play D and D more now. I'm, I'm coming it's, to it it's late in life. It's super fun with the right people. I with mean, the it, right people, yeah, yeah, because it turns into theater at that point. Like everybody's wisecracking mm-hmm. and making smart-ass jokes, but then like honestly trying to solve the problem. Yeah, we had one character who's playing chaotic neutral. And he's only been, he's only part of our group because they've literally put a spell on him not to betray us and, and that he has to do what we say. So we haven't told him to help us. So he's just sitting there not doing shit. (laughs) I'm like, would somebody please go outside and yell up to him to please lower the rope because we need it now. That's a good (laughs) idea. Yeah. Uh, Good times, good times. So we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to go get a snack. It is. Yes. Go get a snack, Wendy. Like that's how I can tell that I'm tipsy when I get hungry. Are you are you getting donuts? No, no, hmm. I am trying to lose weight. Hmm. So I'm actually going to go get some cheese and protein. You know that bottle of wine isn't going to help that endeavor. Isn't oh, it? Red wine is good for weight loss. Shut up. Yeah. Not not an entire bottle of it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me, I know. <laughs> Something in this liner notes is going to tell me this is good for me, right? <laughs> I'm quite sure they meant that I should drink six bottle, six glasses, right? That's totally going to help me lose See, weight. See, it's not good for pregnant women because oh, it'll, cause it it'll hurt the stomach, sense. you know, because oh. it gets it all, because it'll tighten up the, them abs and it'll squeeze the baby. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Fess, did you buy us fitness wine? <laughs> fitness wine. Yeah, I bought all four of those bottles. Fitness wine. You know, you're not supposed to operate a car or heavy machinery because, you know, it makes you so fit. You might turn that wheel too hard and like, that's right. you'll just, you'll just like overshoot. Red wine makes me crazy super fit. It is 100% Malbec. There is nothing mm. but Malbec yep, in that that's bottle. True. Or, wait, no, that is false now. There is very little Malbec in that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing but Malbec and air and emptiness. Now it's just air and emptiness. Listeners, this has been <laughs> Nah, no bueno, no, no bueno. Wait, no, no, good? no, no good. No, I don't speak Spanish. Did I mention that? <laughs> Neither do I. We're a fine pair. <laughs> I love you, and I'll talk to you later. All Bye. Right. Take care. Good night. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.
Oh yeah, that would hurt no matter what sort of tackle you have down there. <laughs> Do 